entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good for this long, this hood. Or this pop, this hot, or this strong. With so many different flows, this one's for this song. And this one I switch up. This one will get bit up. This fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's TBD. We're back in the building. How you feeling, dog? Uh, I mean, I'm tired as hell, bro, but... I don't got nothing to be tired about. I be yeah. working out this job, bro. <sighs> Everybody be working, dog. You was off today. You cozy, feet rubbing together, sock. You got the white socks on. That means you ain't even walking around in your crib. <laughs> I actually had a lot to do today. I had to move the old stuff out of my crib, finish moving the old stuff out of my crib. <laughs> they told me you'd say that. F-O-H, ball. F-O-H. I feel like that'll be the theme of the day, man. I mean, t- the, the week's been wild. We've been seeing snow for the last two weeks, I feel like. God. Even the snow blow, it's still snow. <laughs> so that's cool. But I mean, there was no snow in Tampa. Clear skies. Something Brady probably thrives on. And as we see, first of all, I want to get this out the way. Last time we was on the pod, I said I'm probably rocking with the Chiefs. We got off the pod. I had a brainstorm with my fellows, my fellow friends, (laughs) for some bets. And I I found myself coming to the bottom line of my bet, and I was taking the bucks every time. So I took Brady and the bucks for my bets for the money. And I lost them joints, betting on the goat. Why? Because I had a lot of faith in the baby goat, your guy. <laughs> and he blew it. He didn't blow it. Not his fault. He Thank blew you. my bets, though. I ain't going to say him directly as in baby goat Mahomes. I'm going to say the Chiefs in general because they ain't get a point with the ball crossing the end zone. Which is crazy, which is also something that we see a lot in Super Bowls when there's the super high-powered offense. They almost never win. It's a constant, just like Brady's been in the bowl 10 times, same with them Jones. I mean, that's (laughs) – we could talk about that in a second. But what did you see from the game, though? Well, I saw the cheetah blow my whole fucking ticket. That's your guy, yo. You was telling me he was top five, this and that. He's a fucking game changer. Is he still top five to you? <laughs> he have a top five performance? Hell no. You mean I wonder if his face mask still got the the the, the imprint of the ball? On bro, him. that was my anytime yutty that I needed, bro. Wait, 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 wait. You anytime touchdown now? Come on, man. You don't even bet, on, yo. You hear this guy talking to me like this, man? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even bet, son. But okay, I mean that, that was bad. That was that was bad because like I also had him as an anytime touchdown, and like he ain't score. He barely had any like dynamic catches. And for all those who were saying, I mean, he's a top five player. Like, yeah, but is he though? Can we? But 
I don't know if he is or not, but we cannot leave this conversation without speaking about Antoine Winfield Jr. giving him the fucking deuces. deuces. I love it. At the end of the game. That was so dope. And, you know, t- kudos to Tyreek Hill for, like, handling that shit as a man. Like, not being on some weird, like, he busted his ass the game before, put 200 yards on him. No, no, no. That's not, that That was, like, more than busting somebody's ass. That was, like, <laughs> y'all can't do nothing with me. I'm out here playing Madden <laughs> with the vision cone on 100. <laughs> I can see the whole field. <laughs> and I got the fastest ball. Pump fake, take the safety. I'm going. It, but I mean, he got, he got. I'm just. I'm. It is a bad jump, but he got his revenge, man. He really like locked him down. Like didn't allow him to score type shit, which is I didn't expect that. Like yeah, we talk about high powered offenses struggling in the bowl, but to not score a touchdown at all. I mean, we with this we, offense is just surprising. I, we saw I, that. We saw Peyton Manning. Yeah, but not this offense. We've never seen. He had 55 touchdowns and they didn't get a tutty in the bowl till what? <laughs> I'm not sure if they scored in that joint, honestly. But my thing, my thing is, is you expected them to at least score once, right? <laughs> it's the Chiefs offense, Ferrari Mahomes at the helm. Yeah, you got two Lamborghinis in that joint, like butterfly windows and all, and you don't score once? That's that's Ty Bowles, bro. That's Ty Bowles. Ty and, Bowles is the shutout. And, and the crazy part is, man, like, and that's another thing, like, another reason why I have respect for for Tyreek. Like, he basically, when he was asked about what happened out there, he said, Look, "Kudos to Ty Bowles. Like, Ty Bowles had an insane game plan. Like, we'll even, probably and yeah. shout out, shout out to uh, Bruce Arians for having such a diverse coaching staff and was able to win and prove that." Y'all didn't want these guys, but I brought them all in and won a Super Bowl with them. So what the fuck is y'all talking about for real? Yeah, and like we'll probably look back on this later on, whether it's now, months from now, a year from now, and look at the, the performance from Ty Bowles in that game and how different it was from the first time they played. Like that's a that's a crazy 180. Oh yeah, it's a crazy about face, and and for him to do that, and like you said, Bruce Arians having that diverse staff, like he probably won't get all the praise that he deserves, and he deserves a lot of it because he's giving people opportunities, and you know everyone, oh, Ty Bowles is a terrible coach. He got he was terrible with the Jets. Yeah, he turned around and him doing what he does best. You see that, and like we also saw someone at his best with Tom Brady, and it's like. Say what you want. Defense helped him out. Defense was the MVP. Ty Bowles was the MVP. Whatever. Seven rings is seven rings, dog. And <laughs> he's already the GOAT to me. But if there was ever a question or something about it, like, he now has more bowls than any team in the league. And that's that's nuts. I think that's crazy. And I, I think the biggest story that, I mean, obviously, we're in the moment right now, and we're obviously not talking about it. But I think later on down the line and, like, when we look back at this Super Bowl in history, I think the bigger story is going to be, especially everything that we've talked about and has happened in 2020, um, dealing with you know social injustice and race. 
And we're going to look back at this Super Bowl and realize how black and how diverse Arian staff was and how they were able to win a championship in this year, like during this season, like that's going to be the story. Obviously we know Tom Brady is a great player and he's a one of one. Um, but this is obviously just another tally on his, on his Super Bowl stat line. This isn't his first, this isn't really too much. Obviously it's monumental because it's seven, but we've seen this before from Tom, the bigger story is going to be, what this coaching staff was able to do during this season, during this time in history. And, and to, to, to take it a step further, it's almost like no matter, you can't have, it's like salt and pepper now. Like you can't have one without the other when we're talking about this specific bowl, because yo, Brady has seven. The natural reaction from the haters is going to be, yeah, but the defense did it. That alone is already well. Look, who was the coach for the defense? Oh, Ty Bolt. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> well, like, well, like he was still. They were still scoring points. Like the offensive court. Oh, that's Byron Left. Okay, yeah. Same Bolt. Nah, that was his other reporter. Like that. That to me. First of all, I want to give a shout out for to Bruce Arians for even allowing a reporter to have the opportunity to mistake two black men in a fucking Super Bowl presser. <laughs> that's good off his face, but. It's bad on the guy's part because ain't no way you look at Ty Bowles, you look at Byron Leffert, you're like, huh, one of these black guys had to stop Mahomes. Let me ask him to see which one it was. Like, one is 10 years younger than the other. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, that's like walking into the Red Lobster and be like, yo, can I get a burger? Like, <laughs> we got them, but you don't know what you're here for, bro. Like, you, you should know, you should do your homework. You know what you want. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> they're not the same thing. They're not. That's like walking into Supercuts and asking for a perm. Yo, can I get a fade <laughs> with the scissors? Like, nah. <laughs> we don't even got the equipment to get one over here. You know I mean? And, and the, the, the problem that we're going to see with the NFL now is like, what's going to happen with all these quarterbacks? You know, we had a ex-quarterback Tutor, not even tutor, but help aid the greatest quarterback in winning the bowl with Byron Leftwich. And now we got another quarterback who we don't really hear from like at all. Like ever. <laughs> people don't even really consider him black sometimes because he's the cornball of the group. Russell Wilson out here talking about, hey man, <laughs> I wouldn't mind having say in some in some personnel decisions. Ask me about some stuff. And everybody lost their mind. How dare Russell Wilson say something like that? Why is Russell Wilson attacking the Seahawks? But when Aaron Rodgers is commenting on things and we don't need running backs and we got me and I would like some say. It's not really, it's out of my hands. He's giving these tongue-in-cheek things. It's cute when Aaron Rodgers do it, but when Russ wants just some type of input. Man got them in sex 394 times in nine seasons. That's nuts. <sighs> What's wrong with players black, white, purple, or orange wanting say in the job that they're doing? <laughs> I don't understand what the backlash is for. They don't, I think it's more so they don't believe that that's in their job description to be worrying about those things. Their oh, job I get it. 
their job description is to go out there and just win games. I get it. Yo, you're getting paid hella money. You ain't got no opinion, dog. I mean, if I got Wranglers on and I'm Brett Favre, because, like, <laughs> he got comments for everybody but the, the, the people who's in the news every day. Deshaun Watson won't leave. It's man, just just stick it out. You're getting paid too much to have an opinion. But Carson West wants to leave, and he needs a fresh start. Matt Stafford just <laughs> says, "I went out." He needs a fresh start. But when Deshaun Watson is in a, a worse situation than the Lions are, with all their dysfunction, it's he should stick there because he's getting paid. I don't. My thing is, I mean, didn't Brett Favre decide to leave Green Bay? I mean, didn't he? Didn't he do that? Didn't he then go to the Vikings and play for them? Because took a lot of bread too, probably about sixteen. Green Bay also because they drafted Aaron Rodgers, which he didn't fuck with. I mean, yeah. I, I thought that is this the same guy that we're talking about? Is it like the pot in the kettle type of thing? Who knows? I, I just I find it wild that like the narratives for individual players is an ever changing and revolving door based off of the situations. Cause like Russell Wilson has every right to say, yo, I want to have some type of say, like y'all can at least consult me on the line, the people who are supposed to <laughs> bring the money home. I just I I, I I get confused because we love to blanket um, and paint these players with the tag of franchise players and they're so important to the organization. If they're so damn important to the organization, then why is it such a big issue when they're asking to be involved in conversations that involve the whole organization? You have no problem putting them out there when you want them to support a cause that you want them to support or when you want them to rally the troops or when you want them to make a free agent feel welcome to the team. It's very easy for you to ask for their services then. But when things directly affect them and their level of play and the contracts that they're gonna be able to be able to negotiate for, then it becomes an issue. And I, I, I just don't, I, I don't get what's the negative. Either way, it helps. If he gets involved and, you know, you, you it, it, either way, even if you don't take what he says, at least let him be involved in the conversation. At least let me in the room. But I think they're scared. Also, they're scared because what happens if we start to let them be a part of the conversations? Then what? Are they, are they going to start to take some of the credit away from us? Is my job going to be worth less now? What's going to happen to me? Am I going to be able to, is, is my amount of pay going to start going down now? Like those are the selfish things that people start to think about, especially rich white men start to think about when rich black men start to, you know, want to have opinions and want to have their voices heard in 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 business conversations i should say it, it's like they're the the upper management the organizational owners the ceos the presidents they're scared of seeing the nfl become what the nba is in terms of player power we've heard that all week today the this nfl week. players are starting to not only find their voice but the guy who really kicked it off and started this, I don't mean this, I'm not going to say a fire sale of quarterbacks because we've only really seen one major deal happen. 
we're going to see Deshaun probably move as well. But Tom Brady taking his career in his own hands in the twilight of his career was revered and talked about glowingly. Oh, you know, he deserves to do that. He gave all his time to that organization. They did this and that. They didn't put any, you know, pieces around him. He needed a fresh start. The the relationship with him and Bill got worn out, blah, 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 blah. It's cool for him to go to Tampa. Why can't those same rationales and narratives be applicable for all the quarterbacks who are in bad situations, whether it's Deshaun Watson or Matt Stafford? Because they both are in organizational hell. <laughs> They both are in or on teams that have wasted talent that we've never seen before. Lions wasted Barry. Lions wasted Cal. The Texans didn't even have a chance to waste DeAndre Hopkins because they moved him for a hurt all the time. Kind of okay. Really good when he's healthy, but he's never healthy running back. And some picks. Cool, I guess. But the, the constants are bad management bad representation on the field, and questionable decision-making. But one quarterback is, oh, it's he needs, a, he needs a fresh start. He deserves a chance to go and compete for a Super Bowl. But the other guy has to stick put because of what? He got drafted high? No. Can't be the same. It, it can't be two different things, two different fish in the same pond. Nah. They in the same tank. How can you take out one and be okay and leave the other one to, 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 to rot? I don't get it. I mean, I don't get it either. I, I don't get it. I think this John should have every opportunity to go and do as they – like, here's the analogy. When you're stuck in a job, you, you're not handcuffed to the organization. You don't have to stay there. So what in the hell makes you believe that – just because someone is a professional athlete, that they should be handcuffed to the to an organization or a job that they don't want to do in that with that particular organization or that particular team. Like it's the same thing. You shouldn't. It should. You shouldn't have the. You shouldn't have the ability to be able to change your job and change where you do the same job, um, and go to a different state or go to a different city. And Deshaun Watson and um, and Matthew Stafford can't do the same thing. Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, it's the same situation. Just because these guys are getting paid millions of dollars and there's a draft for their for their line of work doesn't mean that they play by different rules. I mean, to a certain extent, there are some differences in jobs because, I mean, that's the nature of working. Nobody's job is the same thing and nobody's rules of their job is the same thing. But at the end of the day, everybody should have the chance and the ability to work where they see fit or where they would like to work. That's just the bottom line. And that's the thing, like you you hit it on the head, like the, the fact that these people have jobs in which they directly entertain people, people feel a sense of ownership when it comes to sports and fame. Oh, oh that's, that's my team. You know, that's my quarterback. That's my LeBron. You know, that's my Tom Brady. You're not making no money off them. But they don't know you. You don't know them. Y'all have one commonality. You like the thing that they play for. What you like where they work at. <laughs> what do you so say? What do you say? Don't act like you know me. <laughs> Don't act like you know me. And, and like, <laughs> come on, bro. And then like, with all that, the ownership of the fan looks at these players and like, listen, bro, you're getting paid millions of dollars. Stick it out with this bad situation so I can feel happy. You can't 
diminish somebody who's making millions of dollars down to, oh, you just play a game for a living. You should just shut up and play. No, because if I came into your job and say, you just fucking type for a living, you should shut up and type. Then it would be so it would be a problem. You're disrespecting my employment. Do you don't know how hard it is? I went to college to work for this. I worked my entire life to work with this Fortune 500 company. Yeah, but you still go home and take time out of your day, your busy, accomplished, fulfilled day to watch a sport. And then you want to tell these players what they can and can't do because they're getting paid millions because you don't see like it's the right thing to do. You can't compare your everyday life, living and job to a professional athlete. They have every right to take ownership of what they want to do. You can go to your boss and say, I want to raise. I've done X, Y and Z. Why can't they go and say, yo, I just got your nine wins with my body getting broke every week. I need you all to help me out. What's the difference? Help me, <laughs> nigga. And it's like, come on, man. <laughs> like, let the guys do their thing. Because fans control all types of stuff. And they mind. The only thing that they tangibly control is the all-star voting in the NBA game. <sighs> Don't get me started on this shit, bro. And I'm burnt out. What you mean? You just voted. I know. I did not. What I had I, saw, I saw on your Twitter, you voted for Alex Caruso, Clay Thompson, your guy Greek Freak, because you just ordered his sneaks. I've seen the Amazon truck, and it's like those are your guys. Like what you <laughs> what you upset with the process for? Motherfucker said you use your van voice. Yeah, <laughs> me and your guy Russell Westbrook on that joint. I seen him rounding out your five in the vote. Weird shit. Don't know how he ended up on that, John. You voted him on that joint. No, I didn't. Why would I vote his overrated ass into the fucking All Star game? My thing is, I don't know how Joel Embiid is third. Out of the front court players, and he is a MVP candidate. Oh, Katie, fuck it. Okay. I'm not gonna fuck it. Katie, Katie led the first returns and voting. Fuck man. it, but, fuck it, fuck it. But you gotta understand Greek, that. What's wrong with that? The Greek freak, though. You said that he's the best in the East. Never said that. I said Joel Embiid, Joel Hans Embiid. Yes, that's who I now said. Now you now you Han Solo, I guess, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Orion, I guess, but whatever. No, nah, but I, I, I mean, I think it's also weird that Clay Thompson is on the is on the list and he hasn't played one minute of that. I'm gonna let you get this out because I'm. But I but 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 how are you feeling about Alex Crusoe on that list? It was a shocker to me, but I, I mean, Lakers Nation, you got the Lakers hoodie on right now. People who are just listening to the podcast, Yates is clearly all Lakered out. Um, they had a, I guess, a big win last night. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're in the middle of a weird run. Overtime, third overtime game in a row. I don't really know what's going on with that. They haven't really played any big teams in the last three games, but who really cares? Extra, How do you feel about the Alex Caruso? Extra reps, one. <laughs> extra reps is what? Talking yourself through it? Go ahead. Ha, ha, hell. <laughs> no, extra reps is cool. You know, it's competitive ball, man. What you want us to do? AD in and out of the games. Bro, I got put folks on his back. You know what I mean? He's doing his thing. But this is my problem. <laughs> this is a problem. You asked me, was I, like, surprised to see him on that joint? No. You could have asked me 
a week ago, yo, the ballot's about to come out. What player do you think is going to be on the list that has no business being on there? You know what I would have did? Hmm. I would have pulled out the phone, jumped on the ESPN app, checked the NBA standings, filtered to the top, conference to conference. I don't need to see the division. I just need to see top teams, you know. And then from there, every year, you can guess. If you check the rosters and the standings about a week or two before the voting comes out, see who's, you know, the, the fan favorite and stuff, or if the team is having great success. Remember those Warrior teams, the pre-KD Jones? There was a ballot that came out. First All-Star June. Woo! The usual suspects, Brian, KD, Russ, your guy. Stop. Back, back, when he, back when he was, you know, he was on fire. He was, I mean, he was doing his thing. The Curries and the Clays and all that shit. Everybody's on that joint. And then the second round came through, same folks. Third round came through. And then it got a little dicey and this guy dropped off. But for about two <laughs> returns, Zaza Pachulia, the Georgian, not the American Georgian, the other one. He was firmly millions and millions of votes. Why? Because he was a darling on the best team <laughs> playing right now. Alex Caruso is that this year. That's what the problem is with the NBA votes because it takes away the opportunity for people who deserve to be in that joint to be in that joint because the fan vote has a weight. And I don't feel it because it's clear people voted for Clay Thompson who has zero chance of playing a second, like you said. Colin Sexton had two good games in a week against Brooklyn, and he's now firmly in the in the All Star consideration. Is he really like? Is that a, is that an All Star? I can tell you, I, maybe Lonzo, maybe Lamelo should have been All Star before should have got All Star votes before Colin Sexton. If you're talking about production, but I get it. You see something happen hot once or twice, yo, that's an all-star game right there. That's an all-star player. Colin Sexton don't, ain't got no business being on nobody all-star floor. On, on nobody all-star floor. That's like when Lou Aldane was on that joint, just looked out of play. <laughs> he had a corner catch and swing and swing catch. He jabbed, jabbed, Bulls jabbed. Leon, uh, Lou Aldane, Bulls Leon, uh, Lou Aldane. He was a jab, jab, pump bull. Like, Bulls Lou Aldane. Carlos Boozer. You mean so every year we see the we see the fans blow the all-star voting up and then complain and they want to talk and and oh well this dude didn't make the all-star game last year, so he ain't that good. Like Brad Bill should have made the all-star game. Dude, that's the biggest thing for me is that the all-star game doesn't really matter. No, but it matters in terms of players' legacy because what what do we do, especially black men, when we're in the barbershop? We look at what are the man's accolades? How many all-star games has he been to? And when you have guys like Alex Caruso, guys who aren't going to play like Clay Thompson in that, John, Colin Sexton, it's like, that's cool, but you're taking a spot from a guy who's deserving of it. Like, where's Maul Murray at? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm just confused on where certain guys are on this list who are playing well and, you know, deserve, you know, who are working hard to cement their legacy. 
Like, obviously, does this, you know, take away from a guy's chances to be into the Hall of Fame? No, because the Basketball Hall of Fame is kind of one of the easier Hall of Fames to get into out of the out of all of them. True. But that's true. But at the end of the day, it still takes a major hit to their legacy because they're now missing out on an opportunity. And that's now one less all-star appearance than somebody else. And that can be used against them. And that's the thing, man. Like, like you said, when we debate things like who's a better player, who had a better career, people run to those subsections of people's resumes. Now, whether they matter, whether they don't, whether you get those things on merit, if we were to rank the things outside of championships and like scoring titles and things of that nature, like all-star selections, Pro Bowl selections are probably right below, you know, the championship era or area, I should say, because scoring titles or who leads the lead, like the, the rushing champion stuff, those are, those are cool little tidbits, but mm-hmm. if you lead the league in rushing, you're most likely a Pro Bowl. Oh, you, know right. I mean? you you lead the league in scoring, you're probably going to go to the All-Star game unless you're Brad Bill, who, you know, averaged damn near 30. Didn't lead the league in scoring, but he averaged 30 to make the, make the All-Star game. And I don't think I personally hold those as high as everybody else does because it's like, oh, he's a – 13-time All-Star versus a two-time All-Star, but that guy, you know, is, who knows, Damian Lillard, who should have been on more All-Star games, but wasn't. But does that make him less of a player than, I don't know, Darren Williams or somebody like that? I don't think so. Then you start, then you start, you know, you're, like you said, you're playing with people's careers at that point. Now, granted, it's all just debate whether, all-star games matter or not but to just vote people in blindly is robbing people of doing things that they dreamed of doing or even have a chance on the outside chance to do because a lot of times you get selected to an all-star game there's probably some language in your contract for that Mm -hmm. a bonus and stuff like that and that's something that i have a bigger issue with especially in the nba because these writers they got their picks. We know that. But when you start taking people off of first, second, or third team All-NBAs, like, those clauses and contracts, that's a lot of money to get if you have it in there. Um, how can you just take someone off because you ain't like how he answered your questions? You don't know that, man. <laughs> like the way that he talked. You at his job asking him, asking him shit about his job. What Franklin say? <laughs> he said, I built this shit. <laughs> Me. Brick by brick. <laughs> I'll be damned if, I, if you tear it down because you went the way another nigga talk. <laughs> Drive, mother. Get out of the locker room if you don't like how people's talking to you. You can't hold that against them because you playing with their careers. Yeah. You got people like T.O. sitting and waiting like, man, I'm a first ballot Hall of Famer. I've been that. I know that. And I got to wait because y'all ain't like me doing sit-ups at my crib. Y'all should have never came to the crib. Barry Bonds, the best baseball player I've ever seen, he's not going to get in the Hall of Fame because 
old white folk don't like him taking steroids. In an era in a game where steroids is just as common as throwing a damn ball. And not every player is Chad Ocho Cinco, a guy who doesn't need um, you know, validation from other people or from the hall. Some guys, it matters to them. That's why they played the game. Like not everybody's built like that. And it's not a knock on Chad, and it's not a knock on TO. At the end of the day, if you put up the numbers and you match the criteria, you should be rewarded for that, no matter what. You don't know me unless I'm inside those lines. You're covering, you know who I am as Chad Johnson and T.O. because I play the sport. Right. You didn't know me outside and like, oh, and I happen to be a pro. No, I'm the pro first. Yes. So if you don't like me as a person, that's cool, but you can't, you can't keep me from my life achievements and, and, and accomplishments on a game because you don't like what I did. Or you don't like how I treated you individually. So, all right, I'm going to get this guy on the way out. I'm going to hold this, this, and this against this player. And then that player is cool. Like Calvin Johnson, for example, there's people talking about, oh, he shouldn't have been the first ballot Hall of Famer. Whether or not you believe that is irrelevant because the talent is fucking there. I mean, he was one of the most incredible things we've ever seen. He's a first ballot hall of fame one of one <laughs> but you know there's always two sides to an argument and people always say well he didn't play enough he didn't win anything he has no playoff wins da, 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 da. but you know why a lot of people voted for him off of the strength even if it wasn't just even if they didn't believe in his talent a lot of them dudes like what he represented he was a super incredible crazy talented player at the diva position and we never heard anything from calvin johnson he was a nice calm man he didn't celebrate he scored and threw the ball down you know they love that so of course he's going to get the oh we're going to we're going to make sure he gets in early is he better than tl pandering to the white man (sighs) do you think he's better than tl to be honest, bro, I really think that's a very difficult question because I that's think true. both guys are literally one of one and are very, 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 very talented at what they do. I think, again, I think it always comes down to preference, especially with these wide receivers. I think obviously Jerry's just at the top and and then Randy. But after those two, it, it's more so who do you like? Like, I mean, I like T.O. more so just because he's more versatile. Like Tio can can do a lot of what Megatron can do. Obviously, not to the extent of Megatron, but he can do a lot of what Megatron do, and he's still very fast and can run every single route on the route tree. Megatron is just a guy you just have to throw it to his side of the field. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, it's cheating, and I'm not saying I'm not going to pit them to it to, uh, against each other for the sake of a conversation right now, but. They're viewed in two different lights, in those oh, yeah. and sure. and like a player like Julio, once he's all, once it's all said and done with him, he's going to be a first ballot surefire Hall of Famer, no matter what, because of one the production that's obvious. But he's also in the realm of the Calvin Johnson. He never really gave us any problems, anything off the field, no questionable anything. He didn't have any antics like Odell. You know, he didn't have the crazy celebrations like Chad and them. He wasn't Joe Horn grabbing props out. He was just going busting ass, getting two, three hundred yards, 
changing his face mask, cutting his dreads, and going about his day. <laughs> but is it fair to, to judge and hold dudes from the crowning achievements of their careers because you don't like how they act? Who the fuck are you, man? You're nobody. You have, you should, they should not have power like that. Who the fuck are you? Like, like, like when John Morant didn't get the unanimous rookie of the year, that's ridiculous. Why? Because some dude voted for his guy. He wanted to be the guy. I'll be talked about forever if I go against the grain here. Everybody always want to be known, bro. Like, that's where like everybody, everybody's fighting for power. Everybody's fighting for uh for to be you know validated. Everybody's just fighting to be different and to have some type of shine and 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 be at the at the front of something. Like like it's a drug, okay. And obviously, social media you know adds to the fire, but at the same time, like that's naturally how people are too. Like we all do that shit in our own type of way. But we need to realize, you know, kind of temper that those feelings and and that and those actions to where like we realize, okay, wait, these actions of myself don't only just affect me, but they affect somebody else's legacy and money at the end of the day. So we just have to be more conscious of our actions and how they affect us all. It's just like you're you're gifted with the privilege of of having the vote or having the say or helping, you know, push a case for a player, which on his face is kind of ridiculous because like the criteria is so convoluted now in all the sports that like, Oh, I didn't like that. This guy did use steroids in the steroid era for the sport where steroids is prevalent. Like, huh? (laughs) You're mad because he did it better. And like your favorite player from your local team that your dad used to talk about and he had 19 collector's cards for, like he never cheated and you just loved how he played as a six year old. So you took that to you as an adult. And now it's like, huh, you cheated. I don't have, I don't have no respect for your talent. It's crazy. Imagine a sport keeping out one of its greatest players because they used what the sports foundation was built upon. Can you imagine that? Well, there, I mean, this is comparable to another league per se, which is cycling. Same thing. Lance Armstrong, the the doping that, uh, that happened with him, but everybody was doping during that time. And, you know, it was kind of something that was getting swept under the, underneath the rug. And then when it, you know, came out, everybody was acting like it was such a bad thing. Like, it's kind of the same situation. Like, that was a time where nobody was talking about, you know, doping. And, well, people were talking about it. But, you know, when you were a certain status, you weren't getting caught for that type of shit. And, you know, Lance was able to get away with it for many years. And obviously, you know, that shit always catches up to you. But at the end of the day, you can't take away the man's legacy, which they still did. But you can't like that's the issue with these sports leagues. It's like, yeah, it's cool. We're going to make all this money off you. And we're going to not talk about the fact that you're using illegal drugs, even though we know what's going on. And then when the public finds out we're going to act as if we're outraged, penalize you. We're still going to be cool because we made our bread and uh, we're just going to leave you high and dry. It's just like that's it's just completely fucked up and one sided. It's wild, man. And like at the end of the day, like. Just just put these dudes in the halls, man, like <laughs> you saw the production for the sport that they was playing. Let them rock. I mean, like this, just let them rock. But. 
before we get out of here, I just I just gotta ask you something. Have you ever used gorilla glue or something? <laughs> Bro, <laughs> yeah, like once or twice I've tried to like gorilla glue. Um, I think I had broken like a um a drawer before and I was trying to glue um the, the handle back on. But I never used no gorilla glue like on my body before. See, like this is such a bad drawing because like I feel bad for Shorty because everybody calling her stupid or whatever. And, like it's probably stupid that she ain't really read the label. <sighs> but like I feel like the gorilla glue company should have reached out to her and capitalized on this. Like we can put you in some commercials or something, do something like look out for her or something, because like. Like I would feel bad if I created a product and like someone wrongfully use it and stupidly use it on the wrong things and like I would feel bad that I would feel so bad that I would want to help in some way because that's the craziest shit I've seen <laughs> in a long. Bro, I gotta time. tell you, bro. I was really watching that shit last night on the couch with my girl, bro, and I was cracking the fuck up. Like I was crying. Like that shit was so funny to me, but the crazy part is one, the doctor that was able to help her out and like actually, you know, create the, um, I guess it was like a cream or whatever to get like the Gorilla Glue out. He was a black doctor, which was kind of lit. Shout out to him, forget his name. It's low key fucked up by me, but. <laughs> but also the craziest part was that um, Beyonce's hairstylist actually reached out to her and like, was like, yo, like, Let's not try and bring her down. Like, let's try and help her and like offered out his help to, you know, help her with her hair and shit like that. Anything you need, like for free, like no cost at all, which is dope. Like, so it is some people out there that actually give a fuck and want to like do the right thing in this situation. But I ain't gonna lie, like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, she's Bruh, and like oh, she's verified on the gram, bro. That's the crazy part. Like, you got verified. I wanna check. I ain't finna put no glue in my mitt. Dude, glue me. <laughs> Nah, the worst part is like they said every time she tried to wash it out, <laughs> this shit got harder because the water was on it and all that. So like <laughs> she walked around. Bro, did you see it? Bro, did you see her trying to put the conditioner in her hair, dog? She was wiping it off with a towel. She Bro. said, shit, don't do nothing to it. <laughs> I was cracking the fuck up, dog. Bro, I couldn't imagine that, dog. Like. That's really the worst joint. Now on every label is going to be, please do not put anywhere on your body or on or in your hair. Not fit <laughs> for hair. <laughs> Big, bold, right underneath Gorilla Glue. It's going to have to be, dog. Because that was the wildest shit. Our I kid's going to pick up a bottle of Gorilla Glue in 30 years and be like, why do they say don't put this in their hair? Like, isn't it just obvious that you wouldn't put this in the in your hair? And we're gonna be like, you would think so, and we just oh, yeah. put it down. <laughs> Listen, man, they told me you say that. Let me, let me tell you about a story, man. Let me tell you about something that happened in the uh, the early the early months of twenty twenty one because it was crazy. But look, man, I ain't got no gorilla glue to use right now. I should use something on that bed frame that got blown up. I just want to say this before we leave. <laughs> I got a, so I moved, you know I mean? I had a bed frame, had drawers and shit on it. <laughs> I mean, about six drawers. I got nice clothes in that joint, you know I mean? I moved, can't get the bitch out the, 
can't get it out the out the crib. Damn sure couldn't. So we take it in the park. You dip. I'm taking it apart. I hit you. Yo, this joint broke. You said no way. I said yes way. <laughs> broke five broke. <laughs> we ain't got it. It's going. <laughs> I called folks up. Yo, protection plan me had it already. So I'm sending stuff back and forth. They're talking about, yo, let me know what the pictures are. Send me the pictures. Send me a small description. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to move to bed. It broke. Took it apart. It broke more. Da, da, da. <laughs> they hit me back and say, your claim is denied. Protection plan does not cover damages and or stains. I said, what? <laughs> Where they get stains from? Because it ain't a stain on the on the wood at all. The wood's broke. So I go to the Bob's furniture. I call, I, I, I ask for the manager. Black woman, shout out to her. So she called the people directly. So I get on the phone with dude. And he goes, oh, yeah. do you have the plan in front of you? I'm like, yeah. So I look at the plan and this shit says, <laughs> You disqualify the protection plan if you break the bed while moving and or deassembling the bed. So I asked, dude, I said, hold on. So who would I, who, who should I have called to get this joint moved? Motherfucker told me he ain't know. I said, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get this, let me get this straight before we get out of here. <laughs> let me get this straight before I hang up the phone. You mean to tell me if I picked up my motherfucking bed? From the left side of my room, <laughs> moved it to the right side of the room, and it okay. broke. Mm -hmm. My protection pain don't 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 cover me. <laughs> he said, "I'm sorry, no, sir." I said, "Ha ha!" They told me you would say that, so I got real close to the phone, real close to the phone. <laughs> Brought my tenor down a little bit because I was pissed, <laughs> and I said, "Sir, respectfully." SMD bull. And I hung the phone up. Because how can you give me a protection plan that don't protect the thing that's supposed to be protected if it breaks? If it breaks. That's if what broke and breaks. That's what we call the swindle. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's what we call the lawyer. See me collecting <laughs> court, sir. Because look, at the end of the day, I need some type of clarification on how you can have a protection plan that don't protect nothing. Read the contract. <laughs> read before you sign I ain't see that's the thing it was it came with it. it's a two year five year protection plan all things covered all right, so this wasn't money. like this was like an additional cost that you paid no it came with it so I don't feel as bad but the bottom line is how the fuck can you give me a protection plan that don't cover breakages because they want to get their money bro we that's like, like an insurance you say earlier what you say earlier that's like an insurance company <laughs> give you car insurance and they say yo bro you got an accident damn what happened well my cousin was driving oh you weren't in the front seat yeah you're not covered you got to pay for that whole total by yourself huh <laughs> 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 i'ma slap you but it's gonna be tbd man i gotta see what we're gonna do with the bed frame but i just want to know how to i ain't gonna get into it again man tune in next week to find out what happened with yates's life Bed Frame Chronicles, and man. And if and if he uh, took his bed off the bricks and is in a, <laughs> I'm about to put a hanger on the stove and we're gonna get right. But <laughs> that'll be TBD too as well. Holla at me, throw a tile at me, be ready. Hi, holla. <laughs> Hi, yeah. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. One more.